The following program is not intended for children under 13, even though 13 is the spookiest of numbers. It contains coarse language, mature content, stories about ghosts, it's kind of spooky, and also I am not responsible for the things that come out of my wife's mouth. Listen at your own risk. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spooky Stories. Ooh! I'm your ghost co-host, Matt McComb, the kooky one. And I'm the spooky one, Kaya, and we're back! We are back! Yeah. We took a long hiatus <laughs> a because... Bit of a hiatus, yeah. Well, there's many reasons, but the first is, you know, we wanted to deliver the best and brightest podcast Maybe not brightest. <laughs> Best and beautifulest? We definitely weren't at a point where I was able to give this podcast my 100% dedication that I feel our listeners deserve. You deserve the best listeners because you're the best listeners. So instead of giving you shitty quality episodes, we took a bit of a break and now we're back i think we have a clip from that podcast that we recorded before this one where we were like oh they they aren't gonna like this you ready three two one roll the clip hey so welcome to another episode of spooky stories podcast i'm your ghost co-host matt mccomb the kooky one and i don't want to be here yeah um, so do you have like a story for me or something? Mm, no, I didn't even prepare one. Oh, okay. I'll tell you a spooky story today. I thought I left the lights on, but actually I didn't leave the lights on. So I went upstairs and checked if the lights were on and they were on. Spooky. I'm going home. Bye. Bye. Yeah, so that's what it was like. <laughs> before it was bad it was really bad bad. so here we are and we are super stoked to give you guys a new episode yeah i am actually pretty excited because today's episode is a little different than what we've done before because it won't really like relate back to any specific stories but it's still spooky in its own way. You know, I got some listener feedback the other day, and they're yeah. like, I like that you do things a little different every episode, you know? We're like that band that, like, names themselves something weird, and it's like, sometimes we release a country album, sometimes we release, like, a rock album, and other times we're just, you know, straight soundscapes. Which is good. I also got some listener feedback the other day and was told that I have a voice for radio. Better than a face for radio. Oh, So, yeah, thanks, Michael, for that one. (laughs) At first, I was offended, then realized that that was probably a good compliment. But here's your shout out. (laughs) Shout out to Michael. Anyways, are we ready to get into this week's episode? Nope. Why? Because I don't want to talk about spooky stuff. I mean... You've been doing way too much talk about spooky stuff and listening to all those spooky podcasts, and now... I've been having bad dreams, so let's talk about something else, like uh, massage tables, or um, fluffy puppies, or 
Um, spiders. Shit! I enjoy that you're literally just listening to everything in the room that we're <laughs> recording in right now. But we aren't going to talk about any of those. So can I get into the story? Yes. Cool. So there are many stories that you'll hear in Canada's far north of child snatchers, shadow people, and other creatures who will give you nightmares. Some claim that these creatures are real and roam the coldest parts of our country, while others claim that they're merely mythical creatures created to scare children into being good. Whether real or myth, these creatures are worth taking a closer look at. Thank you for that intro as always, and back to the weather, Chet. (laughs) So today we are actually going to be traveling to, as you would have gathered from that, Canada's far north. And we are going to dig a little bit into Inuit mythology and some of their creepy-ass creatures. (laughs) Creepy-ass creatures of the Inuit. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So we are going to start with... Okay. So bear with me because I have pronunciations here and I'm going to try to remember to use them as going through this story. I am going to apologize for the amount of times I am probably going to fuck this up as we go through. (laughs) And for the language. Well, I mean, yeah, but that's what the initial... The initial warnings for, right? That's right. Uh, so we are going to start with the Terak Suite, or the Terak Suite, which are the shadow people of the Inuit mythology. Mm. So. Not to be confused with the Pterodactyl Suite, which is a nice little <laughs> hotel that they have in Pedra. Can we go there? That sounds like fun. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Uh, so in Inuit mythology, there are creatures called the Terak Suite or Shadow People. These are said to be humanoid creatures who are associated with shadows, invisibility, and obscurity. So as the story goes, these creatures live among the Inuit people, but their world seems to be beyond perception as they exist partially in the material world and partially in the spirit world. How's that working out for them? Um, I don't think well... So which one of us has custody over them? (laughs) (laughs) Monday, Uh, Thursday, Friday, they're in the spirit realm? Something like that, yeah. Maybe maybe as we go through, there'll be more of the the schedule behind this. Yeah, maybe we'll figure out how they divorce. Yeah. So, while these shadow people move through one of the worlds, their intangible shadow moves throughout the other, allowing them to perceive both planes at the same time. So basically, if they're like... If they're in the material world, there's like a shadow in the spirit world. Or if they're in the spirit world, there's like a shadow in the material world. That's super freaking cool. Isn't that cool? But also yeah. kind of creepy at the same time. I don't know. I'm almost like, that's really cool. Yeah. Anyways. So, it's said that the Tarek Suite look like any other human being, but their bodies are more of a dark gray silhouette that is shadowy and indistinct around the edges. If you look close enough, apparently you can see right through them. They are basically featureless except for two glowing pools in the shape of eyes. And while they do have noses and mouths, they cannot be seen due to their indistinct form. Whoa. Yeah. Sounds just like the Mormons. (laughs) (laughs) Um... (laughs) So these creatures are usually dressed in typical Inuit clothing crafted of hides and leather, which are fully real compared to their unrealistic bodies. So it's like real Inuit clothing and these like shadowy figures. Interesting. Yeah. So they look like regular human beings, except if human beings had like gray outlines around them and like pools for eyes. So they're basically like, from what I gather, they're basically like... 
if you're watching a black and white film from like the 20s and then they've magically made it look like their clothing is colored like you know how sometimes you see those photographs where they're like mm-hmm. black and white with like bursts of color yeah, this is cool basically what this looks like so like there's some wandavision type creatures basically yeah okay. yeah uh, so these creatures are wise, but their semi-real bodies can cause them to come off as creepy, which is fair. Yeah. I could see that. Where these creatures differ from humans is that you cannot look straight at them. And if you do, they will disappear into the other world they are occupying. And they actually only become fully visible if killed. How do you kill them? I don't... I don't think you're supposed to kill them. <laughs> so there's actually a story of an Inuit woman who was said to have gone insane after marrying a Terax suite. Uh, so she ended up stabbing him, causing his body to remain in the material world. So apparently, like, you can kill them like any other normal human being. She married one? Apparently. He had those eyes. You know, those glowing pool right? eyes. Right? That's like, what I look for in a, in a perfect match. That's what you look for in a perfect yeah. match. I've tried putting contacts in, but it's just not the same for you. <laughs> no. Uh, so while you may not be able to see them, when the conditions are right, it is said you can hear them. This is usually in the form of footsteps or the sound of talking or laughing when there's no one else around. So kind of like a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nothing good ever happens when you hear sounds and there's nobody else there. (laughs) We've learned that, right? definitely have. So there's stories of Inuit crossing over into the world of the shadow people, but few have returned to tell what it was like. Many tales say that the creatures will invite you to cross into their shadow realm and then keep you there permanently. Maybe it's better there. Maybe. Maybe they have frozen yogurt machines and candy. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Possibly. I think I might go to the shadow realm if that's the case. Uh, So these creatures have actually appeared in pop culture and have actually been in Marvel comics, with their first appearance being in the Marvel Champions Annual Volume 1 in February of 2019, alongside heroes such as Ironheart, Wasp, Miss Marvel, and Spider-Man. They were depicted as the protectors of the Inuk people who were afraid of their culture's disappearance. Huh. Yeah. So that is the Terax Suite. Um, so if one of them asked you to cross over into their world for a visit, would you go? I mean, if they had actual frozen yogurt machines and candy, maybe. What Especially if, if you're coming with me. What if they didn't? What if you didn't need a job in the Shadow Realm and you could just, like, hang out there? Like, maybe, like, your your duties are different. <laughs> and you, maybe they have video games there. Maybe. That makes me think of, I've been watching tiktok videos on instagram reels you know this but there's one that keeps popping up and it's this audio that it's like so what is your dream job and then you're like honey i don't know how many times i've told you i don't dream of labor so if i could like go to this world not have to worry about it it just made me think of that yeah like yeah that'd be great that would be great so you would go only if you can come with me and the dogs. Okay, so what if we can't go with you and there's no candy and frozen yogurt? Then I'm definitely not going. Why no, would I go? Because they're probably going to trap your soul for eternity. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. No. Anyways, are you ready to move on to the next one? Yeah, I, I'm going to say pass on the shower room for okay. now until um, I learn some more about the contract. Sounds good. Yeah. So the next creature that we are going to talk about is called the earite. Or... Iraq, in plural. And Iraq. They, and they are shapeshifters. I think we bombed them for oil. <laughs> Too soon. Um, anyways, so 
The Eerite are creatures that can trick you as they are shapeshifters who can transform themselves into various creatures such as ravens, bears, wolves, caribou, and even humans. These creatures never want to be seen in their real form. Okay. Yeah. They can transform and disguise their real form except for their red eyes. Whether they're in animal or human form, their eyes will always remain red. So at least you could like pick them out in a yeah, crowd. Truth. Yeah. In many stories, the Eerite are portrayed as evil and malicious. They are said to lie in wait for lone travelers and to kidnap children. Oh, great. Yeah. If a traveler does happen to come across one, it's said that they're likely to not remember what happened. Travelers will become disoriented and lose their memories of any encounter. Okay. Yeah. Now, these shapeshifters are said to live between the worlds of the living and the dead, which I thought made them quite fitting for our podcast again how do these people live in the same (laughs) realm like different realms at the same time well it is believed that some of the inuit went too far north while hunting one time and became trapped between these two worlds causing them to become the iraq because everybody knows if you go too far north then you end up in the living and dead world i mean maybe we don't know what happens we've never we've never been um they believe that these creatures have settled in Resolute Bay and Grease Fjord, which are in Nunavut, uh, and many people avoid this area when traveling to hunt. Fair enough. I probably yeah, would too. probably nothing there. Uh, they're also said to be commonly seen in the Freeman's Cove area of Tuktasurvek on Bathurst Island in Nunavut. So they're all up there. So there's just a bunch of bad, scary creatures. In Nunavut. With red eyes in Nunavut. Yep. I'm having none of it. <laughs> none of it. Uh, so the home of the Iraq is said to be cursed and that no matter how skilled or familiar with the land one is, they will lose their way if they enter Irat territory. Sorry, Irat territory. Now, modern day explorer Corey K. Buat and his wife Enugu were said to have been out hunting once across from Freeman's Cove when they became completely turned around. They had been to this spot many times, and while they could see the camp on the horizon where their children were in wait, they had to follow a trail of disturbed shale and rock to return to their camp. When they arrived at the camp, they discovered a polar bear was circling the camp, sizing their children up for a meal. Now, was this actually a polar bear, or was it an earite looking to kidnap the children? It was definitely Nobody just knows. a polar bear. You think so? Yeah, because that's that's a pretty ridiculous story to be like, oh, well, it was definitely an earite. <laughs> uh, there's also another story of a local hunter who had a considerable amount of local knowledge who experienced disorientation in the exact same place on a hunting trip. Wait, 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 wait. I have an idea. Okay, so if you're... A year you, prior. You're... To the experience... With the wait, wait, no, family. let me finish talking. I have an idea. I wanted to you to let me out. finish my sentence first before. Okay. You yeah. finish your sentence first. Well, it's done now. Okay, your sentence was finished. I have an idea. Okay. Okay, so your children are right in front of you, and you see a polar bear circling them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, if it's a regular polar bear, it's probably going to eat your children. Mm-hmm. But if it's an earite, it's going to kidnap them. So my idea is to leave the children as bait. And if the children get kidnapped, you got an earite. If the children get eaten by the polar bear, then it's just a polar bear. Okay, so I have a question. If your children get eaten by the polar bear, and then you kill the polar bear and eat the polar bear, are you essentially eating your children? Yes. That's fucked up. That's what they wanted, though. That's what Mm. they would have wanted. 
visit, the, the, the children vengeance. would want you to eat them? The children would want the vengeance. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad that we've covered that. Their spirit will always live inside of me now. <laughs> because I ate the polar bear that ate them. Okay. 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 Uh, the Inuit believe that the Erite do this to confuse the Inuit people and keep them from moving into their area. Basically. Am I going to kidnap him? Am I going to eat him? <laughs> well, Am I going to kidnap him? Combined Am I with eat him? the disorientation, like they're tr- just trying to keep pe- like keep the Inuits out of their, their home. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, just fair. Uh, so the Erite are closely tied to the Tarek suite and many stories intertwine with the two. Yeah. Yeah. So we got two creepy creatures. They're both children of divorce. <laughs> They're both children of divorce. <laughs> okay. Um, so ready to go on to the next one? Yeah. Okay. So the next one is called Alupalut. <laughs> it's not spelt like that, but I'm learning. Like I was learning as I was doing my research that like the Inuit language is really interesting because, like, how they spell things compared to how it's pronounced is, like, really cool. I know you're laughing. A loop-a-loot. Yeah. So it sounds funny, but these child snatchers are anything but funny. Are they actually child snatchers? Or they, they actually are. No, okay. they're actually child snatchers. I mean, they, they, they kill the children, too. But... They're going to snatch. They're snatch them first. They're snatch them first. Okay. So the Alupalut is a sea monster who is known to be a child snatcher. They're often described as having scaly or bumpy skin and that they reek of sulfur. There are conflicting stories surrounding the appearance and gender of these creatures, but they are almost always humanoid. Some translations use the pronoun he, while others use she, claiming that it is a feminine creature who uses Ah! children to maintain her long, flowing hair. Listen, listen, we've gone a long way with the politically correct memes and stuff like that, but it's very important that when we talk about child snatchers, we know whether or not they use a pronoun. But what if they're a they? Like that was they never might covered. be a they. they like, how be. are we? Who are we to right? to misgender them? Mm-hmm. Uh, in some tales, the creatures are also said to have elongated fingernails and green, slimy skin, oh, as opposed to she. like scaly or bumpy skin. Definitely a she. Why does green, slimy skin? Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that automatically makes it a she. If anything, and if Ghostbusters has taught me anything, <laughs> Slimer is a he. So green slimy skin he's probably a he okay yeah thank you long fingernails like have you not seen men have long fingernails too i mean sometimes sometimes anyways it is said that the alupalut roam the edge of the waters looking for children who are alone they will stuff the child into its amatic which is similar to a parka before drowning them in the icy water so is this sea monster like uh like a humanoid figure is it like a scaly i said i i said that they are mostly depicted as humanoid for people that can't see right now i'm doing like a a sea serpent motion Mm -hmm. do they do like a sea serpent would you like me to show you a photo of what this thing looks like yes please show me an alupaloo my phone Okay. A loop, a loop, a loop, a Okay, you can make all the jokes. i all the children from you. <laughs> you can make all the jokes that you want, but the minute you say this, I don't think you're going to be making jokes. The minute I see it or say it? See it. Because when I say it, it makes me want to make jokes. A loop, a loop. Hold on. 
It's, sorry guys. Why did you take my children from me? I do not care. Oh my God, those are scary. It reminds me of like Samara from The Ring. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah those are not cool. Yeah, not funny anymore, is it? The, I mean, they're kind of funny. <laughs> it Sure. Okay. Anyways. So some stories claim that the creatures will jump out of the water and grab children without any warning. Others say that you can hear them knocking under the ice. Some elders have said that if the ocean becomes wavy or if steam begins to rise in a certain area, an loop may be hiding underneath the water. Do yeah. not go over there, children. There are loop-a-loop. <laughs> now, oddly enough, and I need to actually fact check this because if this is true, I like definitely need to search out this book. But apparently the loop were the subject of a book by Robert Munch. And someone else named Michael Kusugak called A Promise is a Promise. Now, if you know anything about Robert Munch, he writes like super happy children's books. So um, this doesn't sound like the right kind of creature for a Robert Munch book. But who am I to judge? I don't know. It's less Stephanie's ponytail and more, ooh, Stephanie's arm looks delicious. I love that. Out of all the Robert Munch books you could choose, you chose the one that was written about someone who lived in the town that I grew up in. Did, I think that's hilarious. Did her arm look delicious? Um, I mean, maybe. Are you in a loop loop I am not an alupaloot. You have to tell me if you're in a loop loop Otherwise, not, it's entrapment. I am not an alupaloot. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like you're in a loop loop Rude. Moving on. There was also a children's graphic novel f- created by Inuit artist Rosalind Akulajuk um, based on the Alupalutes. I don't know. For such a funny name, they are pretty scary looking. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that I post that photo when we release it the episode. It kind of looks like Tommy was so if he was wearing like clown makeup and had like it's million like rows of teeth. Tommy Wiseau. With millions of rows of teeth crossed with Samara from the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hi, Mark. (laughs) Now, no one really knows why these creatures love to take children. Maybe they're lonely and like the company, or maybe they like how the children taste. Who knows? (laughs) See? Right? Stephanie's arm looks delicious. (laughs) There you go. Now. Maybe Munch was an Alupalute. Maybe. Do you think the Alupalute are real or do you think they are the Inuit version of the boogeyman created to keep curious children away from the dangers of thin ice or cold bodies of water? Oh, I love the second one. That's much nicer. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, thin ice. Watch yeah. out. An Alupalute will get you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. So that's the Alupalute. We have one more to cover. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. You're going to laugh at this name too. I love the names because the names sound hilarious, but then when you hear or you read about them, they're terrifying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this one's called the Mahaha. (laughs) Um, So the Mahaha is a demon that stalks the Arctic and is described as a sinewy corpse creature with long stringy hair milky clouded eyes and blue freezing skin sounds like your stepmom <laughs> but this is a skinny demon and she's like sorry i didn't mean to offend the mahaha like that <laughs> right um a horrifying smile lights the particularly foolish demon's face and it constantly giggles as it prowls the tundra 
See, that's why they call it a mahaha. Mahaha. Because it's not funny haha, it's funny mahaha. <laughs> it's usually seen barefoot and with almost no clothing on, yet is never bothered by the cold. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, this demon takes pleasure in tickling its victims to death with sharp and vicious nails attached to long bony fingers. According to many elders, the mahaha leaves a very distinct expression behind on its victim's face. A cold, twisted smile. Okay. Yeah, sounds terrifying. I don't even like being tickled in general. Like, could you imagine being tickled to death? Like, ugh. What a way to go. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I feel like I'm going to die every time someone does tickle me. So like... Mm. Yeah, yesterday I was just like scratching my arm next to your <laughs> arm you and you thought me. I was tickling you and you got mad. Oh, yeah. Anyways, so although the demon is twisted and evil, it is noted to be easily tricked and disposed of by shoving it into open water. (laughs) Yeah. So there's stories of like... Okay, but when when you shove it into open water, you definitely say, (laughs) So that is the final one that we're going to talk about. Would you be able to trick the Mahaha to lean into the water before it tickled you to death? (laughs) (laughs) No one's ever asked me that's that question before. I want to know the answer. I think I could. Can I but... show you what this one looks like too? Yeah. Like, okay, you tell me your answer, and I will look up what this looks like. Um, I would trick it by saying, "Oh, help me! I'm a poor little child. Do you have any ice cream?" And then I would be like, "Come closer, come closer!" And then I would do a cool spin move, like a juke. And then I would like do an, a nice like slide through the snow, and then I would push him, and I would say mahaha. Yeah. Well, this is a mahaha. So. Oh st- man. You still stick with that story? Wow. Very skinny. Mm-hmm. I think I was a mahaha before I filled out. <laughs> like that's terrifying. I actually like had a nightmare about this thing last night. Oh no! After researching it, yeah. It kind of looks like an old Viking. Yeah, it looks like something. Anyways, so that is all we have for our episode this Those week. Those were some cool freaking creatures mm-hmm. and also freaky as shit. Yeah. I did not like a lot of the pictures that you showed me. It makes me want to travel to none of it a little less. Yeah. It, yeah. Not that I had like a strong inclination. Not that I had a strong inclination to go there, but now I really don't want to go there. Yeah. I've been to every province and territory, but not none of it. <laughs> And we probably never will. No, probably not. All right. So based on everything I told you today, if you had to give this a spooky rating out of 10, what would you give it? So some of these creatures were pretty neat. And I like that they were, you know, they kind of gave me some Stephen King vibes, like um, The Stranger or whatever. Is that the one? I think so. I kind of watched it with Jason Bateman. Yeah. Okay. So I would give it, because it was kind of spooky, eight Oompa Loompas. Out of 10 pterodactyl sweets. <laughs> Sounds good. So we want to thank you for listening to this episode as always. And if you'd like to leave us a review, you can visit us at facebook.com slash spooky stories pod and leave us a review there. Leave us a review there. Yeah, we really want to be able to start giving more shout outs on this show. Yeah, and we've been seeing like a lot of new people listening to this mm-hmm. stuff. Like tell us what you think. Yeah, tell Gosh. us what you like. Tell us what you don't like because we can't get better if we don't know what you don't like. And also if you listen to this because I was doing a sales call with you and and I was like, hey, you should listen to my Scary Stories podcast. Welcome. Welcome. 
Yeah. Welcome random people that I talk to and I'm like, oh, you don't want to buy stuff from me? Please listen to my podcast. <laughs> there you go. Now, as always, we will post photos that go along this with this week's episode on Instagram, instagram.com slash spooky stories pod. And you can listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Pocket Cast. And the Paranormality Network. There you go. Been included on a on a new network now, which I think is really cool. It is very cool. Yeah. Check out the Paranormality Network. All right. So with that in mind, we hope that you have a great week. And until next time, we hope you keep it spooky. Ooh.